Well, on to the big one, the MPL. We'll go through each team individually as a preview, and then once we've done that, we'll go through each position on the table from bottom to top and say who we think. So we'll start with, in alphabetical order, Adelaide Comets, who had a, a disappointing season last year, you'd have to say, compared to years previous. Uh, I guess, what do we all think about the signings they've made, what we think they'll they'll shape up like this season? Look, I... Yeah, I think last year was a little bit disappointing considering they've been normally in the top two the last few years. I think last year would have been a little bit disappointing. I, I don't see much change this year. Um, yes, they've signed a couple of players, but I also look at the other teams and just think that they're probably not as good as those teams, unfortunately, for, for Comets. So, yes, they've got a good squad. Um, as long as they can keep, their, they can keep Vaughan fit, um, they've obviously got... Uh, some great players like Andy Janto, been around for a long time, knows how to, knows how to play the game. Um, and you've got, obviously, the two Icomopoulos brothers coming through. So they'll, they'll play a lot more. They did lose uh, one of their wingers from last year. Uh, I think he went to, not sure where he went to in the end. Uh, just trying to think of his name. Alessio will not. Um, winger, number, war number 10 last year. Uh, Jaden Diamantis to Croydon. Diamantis, yeah. yeah. So that's, I mean, he didn't play as often as he'd like, but he, when he did come on post games, he he did cause a bit of havoc and, and things like that. So, um, I, like I said, good side. I just don't think they're going to be better than some of the top, top sides that we've got in this league. So I don't see too much of a change from them. Um, and, I mean, the other thing they've got to be conscious of is uh, is Welsh. Uh, yes, he's playing, but he has he's now in the fire department, so he may miss games through through work purposes and things like that. We all know how influential Welsh is, not only for Comets, but in the league overall. So I think that might play a small small part. Just before anyone else comes in, just going to list out a few of the signings. We've had Roberto fernandez Garrido come over from Tasmania, NPL Tasmania, playing with Devonport Strikers, a very prolific striker down there. They've also brought in Gus Williams from Croydon last season and Minson Park, who's probably a standout for West Adelaide last season. So do we think those signings are enough or those particular signings are enough to improve or like you said, Mark, just sort of keep it going as such? Uh, for me, it's it's a keep going. I don't, like I said, when you look at the three teams that I've got in the, uh, uh, there's the, some other teams that I think are above them. Like I said, are probably just bet, like are, are better teams. Unfortunately, like I said, Comets are a good side, but I just think there's some teams that are probably just a little bit more f- more advanced than them. Well, yeah, a couple of the other signings they made as well. Anthony Vacasidis from Vipers. Maghetto, the goalkeeper as well, came over from Campbelltown. And I think Augustus Williams came from City in the end. But um, yeah, I've been looking at, I watched one of their preseason games on YouTube later against uh, Blue Eagles. And their two goal scorers, it was Garrido. He scored a couple in preseason so far. But he's been a bit um, hit and miss. I kind of, I was almost thinking he reminds me a bit of Darwin Nunes, the way he Scores a few, but then misses a few as well. Um, a few. Darwin Nunes uh, has had most shots in the league, in the Premier League, and he scored 10 goals. He's had something like 40-something <laughs> shots. Uh, well, I, don't know. I don't know if, if you'd take it as a, a compliment or a, a diss, but I mean... <laughs> he's, he's, he, he gets in the positions. Yeah, and he's, he's, had, he's scored in each of the games that he's played, I think, in pre-season Garrido. But one of the other unsung heroes is the young fullback, uh, Stelios. Is that Harakis? He's also at fullback has scored two and two in his last 
few preseason games. Um, but yeah, I've seen quite a good uh, good showing from them. Min Sung Park is filled in in the midfield as well, and you've also got the brother of Johnny Yule, Jack Yule, in the midfield. Um, him and Ryan Yates seem to be having a good partnership so far, and they seem to have a, a quite sure defence as well. As we've seen recently, Janakopoulos has left to go play NPL New South Wales. So looks like Dimu and I can't remember who the other centre-back was that I watched. But I think – I don't think he played that game. Oh, but he's, he's obviously still there as well. Oh, Vitenos, which was one of the young players they had. He was starting there. And had Andy Janto as well playing, I think, as a left fullback. So uh, they've got quality all over that pitch, quite a lot of games as well. And, uh, yeah, I really loved that front – front line that they had with Garrido, uh, Mavro Lombardos and Augustus Williams. It's just pure pace on the wings and a, a very quick striker as well. Um, Garrido is as well if you compare him to somebody like Alan Welsh who's probably taller and plays more back to goal. Uh, Garrido is always looking to get him behind and yeah, I think they got a, a young squad as well. A couple of the players on the bench. I was really impressed with Jaden Labasso as well. Um, last season especially um, from since he's come into the league, I thought he was a right fullback. Maybe he could play on the wing, but uh, since he's come on in the games that I've seen him play, he's just been one of the leading figures. I think he's had the armband a few times as well. And I remember calling a game against Beograd where he almost had a hat trick in one of his first games back from his illness. So I think he's going to be a big player for them this season. And if he gets up forward, he's going to get a few goals to his name. Well, he he can play everywhere. That kid. He he's actually a former centre midfielder. So when he was at North Demons, he was a an out and out straight out centre midfielder, up and back. Um, so um, he then moved to to full back. So he he's quite happy to play pretty much anywhere really. So they're they're fortunate to have a utility player like that. Well, um, well, the club uh, comments there was three birthdays a few days ago. So George Sonis, Ryan Yates, and Lucas Economopoulos. Nothing related to what the season's going to be like for him, but I thought it was just cool to have. Three boys having a, a birthday on the same day. Um, but I think this year um, it's going to be a struggle for him. Uh, like everyone else is saying, I can pretty much agree with everything you boys have said uh, so far. But um, there's not as many big changes for the squad. And I think them not playing at a place like SA Athletic Stadium, like they did a couple of years ago um, under Barney Smith, and that's going to hurt them again if they have to play a service FM all season. Um, but if... I'm going to probably, it's going to be a struggle of a year for the club this year, Comets. And I don't, are we allowed to say where I think are they going to be yet or not yet, um, Seth? Not yet. We'll do, it, we'll do it right at the end. Just uh, just another quick thing. Do we know when they'll be playing out of Ellis Park yet? We don't know yet. There's talks of the, I think the lights are up already, but we're not sure. I think they need the temporary fencing or or that to go up as well yeah, before they can I'm start sure they'll get there. their first cup game. I reckon their first cup game will be able to play there before anything else, but. Um, after that, I'm sure they would be able to be at service yeah. FM or something. That's what they're going to need. But yeah, both of you, David. Look, um, I won't take up too much time because we don't want to bore everyone with too much chat, I suppose. But I, I'm with you guys. I think there's three or four sides that are probably going to finish higher up the table than Comets, and three or four sides that will finish that they'll finish above. Um, so more mid mid table mid table position for them. I mean, I think last year they were doing win draw loss win draw loss win draw loss, so they were. You know they weren't um, fulfilling probably the potential that they 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 had, and that's been the, that's been the case with them maybe for two years. Would you say or the year before as well? From memory, I can't remember they finished the year before. Um, so I'm going to say mid table. There's twelve in the. Well, I can't give the positions away. We're not doing that just yet. I'll say around the mid table, between 
uh, somewhere between fourth and eighth. Very interesting. Uh, David, we'll go back to back with you. Adelaide, Croatia Raiders, we did a few of their games last year. We loved watching them and heading down to their ground. What do we think of, of their squad after being promoted from State League One this season in the NPL? Yeah, look, I, I was very excited by them. I mean, I know it was State League One, so it's the tier below, but um, they played some lovely football. Um, um, and I I think at the time said, I believe they looked like a, a squad that could hold their own. Uh, there was a great feeling around that club that night we were there, that, that last night that we were there, and um, a real buzz about the place, I suppose. Um, I don't think they'll have any problem staying up. Um, I think they'll be better than... I don't think they'll go down. I think they'll be better than the bottom or the worst half of the table. We're not giving league positions away just yet. We're just having a bit of a... Okay. No. Uh, well, be vague. <laughs> well, I guess... <laughs> um, Look, they'll do fine. I'm not sure who they signed, who they haven't signed. I've um, had that piece of paper in front of me just now, but I am sure that uh, they'll do fine um, and have no bother staying up in that uh, in that league without giving away where in the table I think they'll finish. I'm gonna I'm gonna agree with David on that one. Uh, they are gonna not need to stress about staying up. I feel they're in a good position to probably make finals this year. They could be a Mobbury Jets um, and maybe make the grand final this year. Who knows? But they've done well. They've recruited well. I think. Um, they brought in uh, Jacking Burn, um, Stefan Matera from Modbury Jets, uh, a lot of other big names as well, which is going to be exciting to see. And I've been to see them uh, play a friendly match against Metro Stars. Uh, they did lose by a big number, but had a lot of players out. I think Costa was out with a, a little niggling, niggling injury. Um, but there was a few players on the bench um, in that match as well. So once they have all the key players back come round one, um, it was a hot day as well. So I think they might have been strategic on that. So... I think they're going to do well this year, um, and having a crowd like that, they have they have a good following. So I think that's just going to be that extra edge in the NPL to help the team um, get further. And I'm all about the food, and all about the crowd, and all about the camaraderie. I think they've got all of it to piece together a really good season um, in the Alec Pressure Raiders. Yeah, they made a few big signings this year. Paul Redich has come across from Beograd. I think he was on loan at Blue Eagles at the end of last year. Zafaridis, a big return as well. He's come back from a bit of a hiatus. Bradley Corbo from Adelaide City, Jai King Byrne from Adelaide City, Katsuyoshi Kimishima from Adelaide City as well. Um, Anthony Costa is a big return as well uh, to the leagues in SA after spending some time over uh, interstate. Um, and Stefan Mateo from um, Aubrey Jet. So that's a lot of attacking talent that they've brought to their club. And Anthony Costa is, I think, is my smokey for the top scorer of the league uh, returning. Um, he's banged so many... Uh, in preseason, so far, every game he's played, every, only played half a game most of the time as well, and he always seems to score. He's got one of the best goal ratios as well in the league. Um, so I think they're going to be right up there. I remember the last time they were promoted from the state leagues to the MPL, and I'm pretty sure they finished fourth in the league and got knocked out in elimination to Metro Stars. Um, so I think they're going to do something similar, in my opinion, and make finals. Um, and yeah, they've got a, such a stacked squad as well. Couple of youngsters coming through as well. They've kept on a lot of their players from last year who did well for them. James Oden Wilder, Jacob Vanderhout, um, Reese Thompson, a couple of names like that who've stayed around. John Solari in goals as well. And I think it's always going to be a fortress there at Croatian Sports Centre. Uh, Vlado Blazeka as well staying on. And I think they've got, yeah, great culture there. And I think they're going to have a positive season back in the NPL. 
I have to agree with you there, Alessio. I think, uh, and as Johnny said as well, they've got a something about that club. I've I've played there. The culture there with the supporters is just is just next level. They really go above and beyond those supporters. So having that behind you, uh, and as you said, you, you guys were calling the game with the Cobras. Just what I was I was at home watching it, and you could just feel the atmosphere watching it. So you know that it's that they're going to have something special down there. Um, and yeah, like those ins are massive. For Raiders, as long as they can keep them fit, when you keep the likes of Joey Costa and Anthony Costa fit, just watch out because you know what they can do. You know they're going to score goals. You know Joey Costa sitting behind is just going to—he's going to provide everything. Um, but they've—they've they've had signed some great talent, and yeah, they're going to—they're going to be all right. I think there's going to be, unfortunately, for my my sort of way I've looked at the table, there's there's going to be teams below them without a shadow of a doubt. On to. Adelaide City, probably one of the most decorated clubs in South Australian football, finishing fourth last season. Nick Bucco being their top goal scorer, still playing this season, which we love to see. What do we think of them, boys? I'll kick off. I think um, they've brought in there's a lot of changes. They've lost Captain Matt Halliday. That's a big loss for them. Uh, yes, he's getting on a bit. I mean, he's still in his 30s, but... Um, his leadership, his calmness under pressure uh, is a big loss for them. They've also lost his, his uh, centre-back partner, Brown. He's, I think he's gone into state. Unless you might be able to confirm that for me. Um, but they've brought in Gideon Arok uh, from FKB grad. They've, they've brought in quite a few different players from all over. Um, the big in for them, for me, would be Patrick Karachir. If they can get him on the ball, playing alongside of Bucco, then... It really does provide them with a a massive attacking talent. Um, but again, I don't know if what they've done strengthening-wise is going to strengthen them to beat some of the other teams. So I, I won't give away where I've got them, but I just think there's going to be some better teams than them uh, this year. So we'll just, have to, we'll just have to wait and see on that. Like I said, I just don't think they've got... Um, what they have done, like, yes, they've strengthened, but I just don't know if it's enough to beat the other sides. Um, and for me, probably another big key for them is is Dakota. If they can get him in the form, I thought he fell off last year. Four uh, months. The year before, the year before he won Keeper of the Year was outstanding. Uh, last year, he I think he, he fell off the boil a little bit. I don't think he had nowhere near as good a season. If they can get him back to that form, um, then they'll defensively they'll they'll really really stabilise and help them. Yeah, they've had a few big ins as well. Harry Thomas from West Adelaide, one of their top scorers. The thing is, they've got him actually playing at left fullback at the moment, which should be interesting to see what they do. Um, yeah, Gideon Arok, Jared Abitur as well came over from Beograd. Uh, Peter Akots, all three of those boys came across. Um, yeah, Paddy Karachi are one of the top performance performers in the NPL the last few seasons for Croydon Kings. Um, and Adam Pishinari from Campbelltown is another big in. They've had a few boys trialling with them as well during this pre-season period, so it'll be interesting to see which youngsters stay with them. They've had a few from Adelaide United Youth Team Reserves and some from Comets as well that have come across. We also saw recently Issa Sindalhare was on the bench for them, so I'm not sure, no confirmation yet if he's signed, but that's another big attacking talent. Lewis Larry Latanzio as well was another signing, I think he made it uh, at the end of the last year. And I think they'll have a bit of a, a positive season with all these new additions as well. They've had quite a few outs of players they had from their championship winning side. Um, but as Mark said as well, their defence is going to be very interesting to see who partners at the back there. And if you've got some fullbacks who are 
not natural. I think they were playing uh, Nicholas Franchese at right fullback a couple of times last season as well. So probably not two natural fullbacks in those positions. But the way Paul Pezos coaches, you know, he's going to get the best out of them anyway and play a really attacking style of football. Apparently they're going to go back to their old formation of four triple two with a lot up front when they are in attack. So be interesting to see uh, what they can do this year. David, we called one of Adelaide City's big moments last year and Nick Booker's halfway line goal. How do you think they'll fare up this season? I think they're a bit of a dark horse. You know, um, I, I, I don't expect a lot, but I wouldn't be surprised if they do deliver in the end, if that makes sense. Um, upper half of the table for me. Um, we, we're not giving away positions. I've got to keep reminding myself of that. But yeah, no, Pezos is a great coach. And I think you're right. I think he, unless he brings out the best in his players, um, while he's at the helm, I think um, they're, they're still capable of some big results through this year. Um, just a little bit inconsistent when you expect them to do well. Certainly, from what I've seen, when you expect them to do well, they don't necessarily do it. And when you expect them um, to struggle, they come up with the goods. Um, so I've got them in the upper half of the table. Uh, a bit of a dark horse. How's that for a summation? Johnny? Uh, well, I've got to say, a lot of outs from last year. It's going to be a big change. So I'm going to, I don't know what to expect from him this year because it's a lot of change in the squad. Um, Karacha was good at Croydon last year. Um, he's got a lot of potential. I think you just need to find that confidence. Hopefully, he can find that at, uh, at Adelaide City this year and he'll be a, a big asset for him coming in. Um, and I think another big asset is off the field, uh, bringing in Ange Costanzo as well, which um, he's the football director at Adelaide City um, this year. Um, and I think. Could that be a potential lead-in to him possibly being coached in the future as a backup for Pez once um, once that changes? I don't know, but I think having him there and uh, he's a really good eye for talent, has a really good eye for talent as well. So he's um, it'll be interesting to see what happens in the mid-season transfers as well. And uh, yeah, I think that's a really big one, uh, big asset for the club to have uh, someone like Ange at the club. Um, yeah, so I'm looking forward to seeing that happen. I, I'm still. Uncertain. I don't, I don't see them winning the league this year, but I see them doing some good things. But I don't know too too much what to expect, um, especially coming out of preseason with some of those results as well. Yeah, one thing I wanted to mention as well is Karacha, as we've seen over the years, is one of the best players at winning free kicks as well. So I'm sure Booker's going to love having him in the side to <laughs> give him a few opportunities from range. Uh, yeah, he's just one of the best players I've seen keep the ball and get his body in the way of players that always wins fouls every time I've seen him play. Down to Angle Park now where we'll go to Adelaide Olympic, former Australia Cup participants in the past few years. I think it's a bit down (laughs) about Olympic to be completely honest, but yeah, we'll go to Johnny. Uh, Well, I've been to three of their games. I love the club, I love the people there, but I think it's going to be a tough year for them. Um, A lot of changes. I've seen three of their games so far this season in the off-season. A new coach it's going to be a tough year. I don't think it's going to be any different to last year for them, um, unfortunately. As much as I'd love them to, uh, to to have a smooth year and make finals, it's going to be a very tough year, especially with the big outs. Penendez um, is a big out for them as well. Uh, there's um, But Johnny in goals, we saw how good he was at Croydon last year. That's a big in. Um, but I don't know. I, I think it's going to be a tough year for him. Um, just from what I've seen in preseason, and uh, what I see on paper, it's going to be a, a very, very hard one. I think Olympic will um, find it difficult. I mean, they, they scraped to stay up last year, didn't they? And um, 
Penendez, you're right, great player. What a goal he scored at, uh, at the game that I think it was you and I were doing, Johnny, wasn't it, last year? Or was it? Mm. Yeah, that was a fantastic goal. And he, he's a great player, yeah. there's no doubt about that. But um, yeah, I think it'll be more of the same for them uh, next year. Um, and I think they'll they'll struggle again. But I don't. it's hard when you're trying to pick teams that you think aren't going to do well, isn't it? So I hope I hope this is uh, all taken with, um, uh, with a pinch of salt because... Um, they they are a great club, great atmosphere there, great food, Johnny, all of that sort of stuff. So, um, mm. you know, I certainly don't wish them um, poorly, but um, yeah, it'll be a tough year for them. I agree with you. And I want to say, if they, I don't want them to drop out because that is one less rival rivalry for us with the N two dropping out, and especially with the added heat of Johnny swapping over the rivalry to the other N two club um, this season, it's just adding fuel to the fire. So. Um, looking forward to the M2 derby this year as well. Because Croydon haven't beaten the Olympic in a very, very long time. So this uh, this will be very interesting to see. Yeah, once that fixture comes around, that will probably prove it for a lot of the uh, Croydon fans. Yeah, look, as as much as I want Olympic to do well, it's one of my clubs or one of my many former clubs. Um, <laughs> I mean, many, many clubs, mate. <laughs> one of seven, I think it was. Look, I love Olympic. I love Stav uh, and Archie and what they do down there. Um, but I think, yeah, I think you boys are right. I think they're going to struggle. Um, I mean, you look at the outs, so they've, they've lost Wooding, they've lost Raji, um, they've lost uh, who else had in goal? They lost um, Matosovic. They've lost both Konstantopoulos, mm. Pandendis, Matosovic in goal, who obviously was a late inclusion last season. Vangeli. Um, Jakobsen's um, gone. Vangeli's mm. moved into the coaching role. So there's a lot of change there. Uh, I know they're training four or five nights a week. Um, like they're training a lot. Um, and that's part of the reason why I know some of the players have, have sort of moved on. Um, so it is going to be a very tough year for them. They've picked up they've picked up some good players, but whether they can turn those good players into a team, a winning team, is gonna, I think is gonna be a little bit hard. Uh, so I, I really do think they're gonna they're gonna struggle this year. Uh, like I said, I I really hate saying that because um, I do love the club, but uh, yeah, I think they're gonna they're just gonna struggle with with the outs uh, and a new coach again. I just think it's gonna be a little bit uh, a little bit tough. But I have heard that they've got a fantastic team manager who really knows her stuff. So shout out to Archie's daughter there who who's taken over the role of team manager and and uh, has put uh, a few people in line already. Yeah, still um, still <laughs> and Asia, both of his daughters have big yeah. roles at the club. Um, it's one fantastic of my former team. clubs as well. <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah, they've made quite a lot of signings and they've been pretty keen on who they have signed a, a big name I'm sure if any of you guys follow the A-League T-Boy Kamara uh, one of the youngest ever might be the youngest ever A-League player make was, a debut yeah. at the time at the time at yeah. the time definitely that youngest Adelaide United player I know that um, but yeah some other signings Binyam Kabidi former Adelaide United youth player who was at uh, Comets as well Liam Overall from Victory Andrew, Andrew Marveggio was at Adelaide City. Um, um, Abitengi Martins from West Adelaide. So that's a Greek transfer from West Adelaide to Olympic. Johnny Tremonton, as you said, one of their former players. Mamadi Kamara um, has returned as well to the club. He was quite influential in their 2019 Cup win. Um, Cosmo Groff, the young keeper from Adelaide City, he's made the move as well. Arby Mollis and, uh, yeah, Sean Henderson. But I, I agree similarly to you boys. Um, they're going to struggle this year. But as we saw last year as well, they were kind of near the bottom. But they always provide a lot of big moments and a lot of youngsters break through and have a, a big season with them, as you saw with Issa 
Sindal Hare, um, Abu Hussain as well. A couple of those players, they just have breakout years and um, get moves elsewhere. But I think maybe you see some more of that. Um, they've brought back some older players to the club and looking for maybe some solidarity. Um, I could even see probably they'd be in that middle pack as well, but I think they will struggle, yeah. On to last year's champions, Adelaide United. Uh, again, a team which is probably hard to predict because you don't really know who's going to be playing for them. Yeah. Um, one big, huge signing for them in Riley Stam, top goal scorer of State League One and Parry Hills Knights last season. Where do we see them faring? Of course, a lot of their players have now gone on to now be playing in A-League, even the likes of Panagiotis Kikianis is now getting A-League starts. So what are we thinking? I'll kick uh, off this one, I reckon. I've got I've yeah, you go had for a, it. a bit of knowledge. Don't say your cousin. cousin. Who's been part of their, <laughs> part of their pre-season. Um, he wasn't part of the game last night, but he was uh, letting me know some of the, the big names. And I'm sure you've heard a few from the African Cup as well. Um, the 2000, and, I think it's 2008 born. Amlani Tatu, um, he's one of the young wingers who's come on and had a brilliant preseason, scoring quite a few goals. Uh, Panash Madana also made his return from injury last night, scored a double. Um, and yeah, they've got quite a few young players coming through. Riley Stam, he's getting his name on the goal scoring sheet as well. And it's a otherwise pretty similar team to most of their league season, at least. Um, but that finals campaign probably had a few more additions that we haven't seen so far in preseason. I think um, Adelaide United is probably always the hardest team to pick. Uh, you just never know what you're going to get with them. But over the last couple of years, you've really seen the improvements with Anton taking the helm there. They've really um, started to settle and find their feet. Um, and that's normally now they're starting to find their feet towards the top of the table. Um, but yeah, I think for them, Riley Stam, if he can continue the form from SL1 into the MPL, it won't be long before he starts training and, and getting looked at the A-League. Um, the simple fact is, I mean, you look at, look at um, Jovanovic, it wasn't long before he was pushed up into that A-League and, and things like that. So they're always tough, but I, I think they're going to be another, I think they're going to have another really good year this year. Um, whether they win it, I don't know, but I, I have got them quite high on the table. I think they're, they're, they're coached really well. All the players know their jobs. Uh, and even when you watch the, the players that come off the bench, they, they fit straight in, they slot straight in, they know their role, very well organised. Um, for me, I think the biggest thing for me, and, and this is where I think they may it may cost them because I don't know what they're coming through, the fact that they've lost uh, Cox in goal because he's now obviously part of the A-League squad uh, with the sale of Hall and Gauchi, uh, what's coming through next. So, um, and I, I haven't seen, because obviously that, that player is going to effectively come straight in and start because they're not going to be putting um, Ethan Cox back into the, into the uh, MPL. So it'll be great. To, it'll be good to see who comes through and what, what that keeper can do. But I think at the moment, I just don't know. So it'd just be an, um, for me. I, I, you guys might have news on that. But. It's going to be Oscar, Oscar Page, Page, I'm pretty yeah. sure, yeah. He played a few games near the end there. Um, but yeah, he's, he's had some experience in the NPL at least because I think Stephen Hall didn't play too many games um, no. in the NPL at least. So I think it will be he's had a few games to settle in at the end of last year, and I think he'll have a yeah pretty good year as well. Knowing that he's, I'm not I'm not even sure who's below him or any of the reserve keepers behind that, but I'm sure he'll have a positive year being the number one. 
Yeah, they're hard to predict, aren't they? Because you don't know what you're going to get, just as uh, I think Mark already said. Um, looking forward to seeing Riley Stam, having seen him a couple of times last year at Parahills Knights. Very exciting player. I was a little bit starstruck when I bumped into him the other day. Felt like a teenager again. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I would say that they're going to be the upper half upper half of the table. Um, I don't see them as champions. I know we're not giving away positions just yet. Um but yeah, well, you've already said it, Mark. Well drilled, well organised. You know they're they're effectively Adelaide United's B team, if you like. So that they, they should be good. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing them play. I'm looking forward to seeing some more of these kids come through uh, into the A League setup eventually, and then maybe on to Europe or, or wherever. But um, yeah, um, upper half of the table for me. Yeah, I think it's a, it's a it's a given that you can't predict Adelaide United last year. I predicted them out of the six and they ended up winning the whole thing. So um, I also predicted FK Belgrade to win it in 2024, but I don't know if I'm going to be doing that either. But um, so my predictions aren't right anyway. But I think they're going to do um, well, as LA United always do, but have those big patches of uh, drops when the players have to go to the A-League, have time off and stuff like that. So, But Riley's damn a big inclusion. Um, and as we've seen, a lot of the young boys, I don't think goalkeepers ever an issue for LA United. They just got a good good eye for recruiting good players and um and building them through the ranks. So that's not going to be an issue in losing Hall and Cox. Um, but no issues at the back. But I can't wait to see what they're going to do. They're going to always produce something special um, on the park. But I think round one is going to be a really big test for them because um, playing back to back, LA United youth team in the NPL playing before the as a curtain raiser to the A League is um well it means most of those um, fringe players are going to probably miss out on um, NPO action. So might see a reserves team against Campbelltown. Campbelltown, always solid, never too many problems, always normally title contenders. Is that what we're thinking this season as well? Yeah, look, I think they're going to be one of the teams to beat. I mean, they've a massive inclusion with uh, Josh Murray. And yes, they've lost uh, a couple of players, as Alessio mentioned earlier, lost uh, um, Pichonieri. And uh, but overall, you look at their squad and you just go, Wow, it's still very similar to what they've had the past few seasons. They smatter it with uh, the youngsters coming through again. Matriciani, fine details for him matter, he goes through everything. Um, so I think they're going to be one of the sides to beat. And like I said, the biggest in for them, Josh Murray, if they play him right, um, then and they get him the service, there's, there's going to be goals. So um, they've got Yoey playing again for them, so another key player for them. So I, I, I'm not expecting much of a difference from them in the fact that I think they'll be right up the top somewhere. Absolutely agree with you there, Mark. Yeah, I can't see them being any different to last year. And, you know, um, unlucky, of course, come finals last year. That's just the way our final season series works, isn't it? Um, disappointed for them not to be actually in the final. So um, Matriciani is a great coach. Love watching the brand of football that he brings. And uh, yeah, Mori will be exciting to watch in that team as well, just like you say. So um, we're not giving away positions yet. How frustrating is this? So I can't tell you where I think they'll finish, but <laughs> it'll be in the, it, it won't be in the bottom 10, put it that way. Oh, wow. <laughs> I think it's exciting to have Mori and uh, um, Mullen both in the same squad. Well, Alex Mullen, that is, in the same squad. We've always seen how they're fighting up um, to be the best in the league uh, each year. So to have them. Two in one in one score is going to be um, uh, hopefully exciting to watch um, if everyone gels in nicely. And I think they're going to be the 
the team to watch this year. Um, the Devils are, are really going to make an impact um, in the league. And uh, do they have too many good players? Is that going to be an issue? I don't know. But we'll see um, uh, an issue is in rotation, trying to make sure they're all they're all playing game time, having game time. But I think there's no no real issues for Matriciani this season, and it's going to be an exciting watch. Yeah, I would say I agree as well. They have only, I think they've only posted the three major signings they've made. Josh Murray, my namesake, Alessio Malisi, and Kristen Constantopoulos. But it'll be interesting as well because I think both Kristen and Alex Mullen have been out with injuries so far, haven't even made an appearance in preseason. And from what I hear, they might miss round one at least. So that'll be very interesting to see what they can do with a young side. But at least Murray and Malisi have been in the starting eleven. Um, and crack that new signing coming into the starting 11. Um, and they've they just been playing liquid football at the moment. They've also got some of the players who've been there a long time. Mark Marino, he's got two new strikers to contest with. But yeah, from the football I've seen them play so far and uh, the way Josh Murray's been playing, such a different attacker to have for them. I think they've also got Joshua Baresi, I think he might be still at the club, uh, recovering from that terrible injury he had last season. And... If you compare him and Marino to the strikers they have now, Malicia Murray, who are rapid players who want to get in behind instead of uh, try and probably hold it up or shoot from range, they like to get it in close. So I think it'll be an interesting watch and one of the definitely top top performers this season, Camden Over to the other side of the M2 in Regency Park, Croydon just missing out on finals oh, last oh. season under Travis Dodd. I know, Johnny, yeah, you've been uh, to a few of their preseason games. What are you thinking? <laughs> I have um, seen them a bit, and I've got to say they're going to be finals contesters this year. I think um, I think they're going to be underrated. They've already been underrated by a lot of um, fans saying they probably get close to relegation this year. I don't think relegation is a problem um, for them. Just watching, I've got a similar formula to what you banks have with um, uh, or accountants have with saving money, and there's like the 60, 30, 10 uh, thing, which is 60% of your money goes towards uh, what you need. 30% goes towards... Uh, your, um, I think spending and 10%, no, 30% goes to savings, 10% you use for whatever you It's the same, 60% on the park, 30% in the change rooms and 10% is the uh, the stadium and fans itself. So I think they've got a good a good mixture there and uh, I think they're going to do well. The camaraderie in the club and just that, that mixture of nostalgia. Now being at the club for the second year, we said it that the first year is going to be a struggle. Um, having the second year there now, they've got the, the change rooms are all done. They're painted. They've got their lockers now. Um, all the little things have added to it. And the boys are just happy, a uh, happy bunch. And they're working very well together. And seeing the, the way they did that, um, the centre-back pairing last year was a bit different. Um, having uh, um, Adam Martinello at the back was, was I thought, was a good good uh, um, a good choice, a move from Dodd. Um but um, Bolmapur, another import, they brought another sorry inclusion this season. Um, they're looking very good, and Andre Clow looking very good up front as well. So I think it's going to be exciting. Vissa, um, all exciting players in the squad, um, and they're they're going to be finals contenders, probably top four this season. I think the way they're going. And Travis Dodd is, I think, he's in his fourth year now as coach at the club, and I think this is the year. It's a do or die for him. I think at this stage. Um, that he's been just struggling on the border of, of finals. But I think this is the year. I think he can push it. Absolutely. I'm, I'm backing him 100%. I think they're going to be the dark horse. Yeah, so it didn't quite click for them last year, did it? it they just sort of missed it in that final series spot, and it just didn't 
quite click. Um, I'm confident that they can probably get that final series spot this year. So I agree with you on that, Johnny. I'm not sure that they are top four, but um, mind you, that only leaves five and six then, doesn't it? So, um, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, look, I'm looking forward to seeing them again. Believe it or not, I've never been to that new ground of theirs. Uh, I've uh, called a few of their games, but it's always been an away game mm. for them. So I've only ever seen them in their yellow strip, never their red. Um, so, yeah, looking forward to seeing them. Uh, um, but, uh, yeah, I, I'm not sure they'll be top four, but certainly... In, in the upper half, so I guess that's five or six. I've got them a, a bit different to you guys. Obviously, they've had a few uh, imports, um, a few incomings as well. They've had Santana Bartkovsky from Campbelltown, made a few first-team appearances. Uh, Ibi Birigama from South Adelaide. Uh, Balmapore, of course. Jane Diamantis, as we mentioned earlier, from Comets. Mm. Uh, Roger Juma uh, as well. And obviously, they've got that new assistant coach, Ian Fife, who's brings a winning mentality to them as well. Um, I think they might be in a bit of a similar position as they were last year. I think there's some good teams coming into this league with a lot of players uh, yet to prove something. And they've had good results in preseason. I'll give them that. But in my opinion, there's still quite, a, there's still like a few, a few teams that are, have made some great signings and been playing some good football recently. In my opinion, they don't make finals. Oh, I'm I'm with Alessio. Um, like, yeah, they didn't make finals last year, but then I look at it and go, there are sides there that, again, I think are just probably slightly better than them. Not saying they're not a good side again, but I just think there's other teams that are better than them. Um, and, I, I, yeah, I, I've got them that sort of mid-table area. I think they're just going to miss out on finals, though. So I, I'm with Alessio on this one. Oh, it's a big call. <laughs> A very mixed bunch of opinions there. Uh, FK Beograd, Frank Mitchell Park, losing Josh Murray there. Their big goal scorer, their top goal scorer last season. What are we thinking? I had a few chats with, with someone in there, uh, in at FK Beograd. So, um, look, they've made some some impressive signings. Uh, probably the biggest one would be obviously get, replacing Murray's balls. I mean, he wasn't a huge goal scorer last year, but I also felt that they probably played him wrong. Uh, or not wrong, but just not in the right way last year to get the goals that he scored the year before. So they've brought in Craig Shearer from Vipers. We know he can score goals. So that's that's a big in uh, just from a from a goal scoring point of view. And I have heard that he's probably the best finisher at the club. Purely straight out finishing. He is the best finisher in the club by by a long shot. So um, I think they'll they'll do like had. I think they'll probably be again around the same same as last year. I don't see them making a massive dent, but I also don't see them struggling in, in relegation. But um, I think that they'll sort of be around that same sort of area. I think just creating goals might be a bit of an issue with losing Satira. Um, but uh, and they've obviously lost uh, Michael Lea Lafar, who's gone to of all clubs. He's uh, popped up at Northern Demons uh, for the upcoming season. So um, I, I think, yeah, I think they're going to be in that, that boat where it's uh, you could throw the throw a blank over a few clubs in that sort of mid-table area. And they've signed a really good goalkeeper too. Um, they've signed former Olympic uh, goalkeeper. Alessio knows him very well, but actually played alongside him. Um, he was the uh, understudy to Lewis Moss a few years ago and played in the Australia Cup when they went to Perth, I think it was, and had an absolute blinder of a game, uh, Alessio. What was his? Uh, Josh Josh Kavanagh. Yeah, they've signed him. I think for them, that's 
they, they really, last year they kept chopping and changing their goalkeeper at, at one point of the season. They eventually settled uh, at one stage, but he's a massive in for them. He's a cracking goalkeeper. So I've I'm got expecting, two young keepers there now. Yeah, I'm expecting a Stignorello big... and up. him. Uh, they've been chopping and changing them in pre-season as well. But yeah. I think, yeah, some massive attacking ins, and I think that's what they missed somewhat last season. Um, they were involved in a lot of high-scoring games, but they had that terrible run at home. I think it was like five games in a row they kept losing. Um, they, yeah, and obviously we we said Josh Moyer was their top scorer, but I don't think he got more than ten goals um, last season. Seven, um, yeah. If you compare that to his season before, he was the top scorer. But of course, yeah, they're big ins. Um, Seb- Sebastian Good from Croydon, Craig Shearer from Vipers, Jason Constantopoulos from Olympic, uh, Anthony Trimboli from Campbelltown, Jag G. Stressler. Uh, and Frobert Nyonkuru from Croydon Kings. Stress move. Um, and I think you... Okay, it was stress move. Um, yeah, he's very late in the day. When I say late in the day, it was late in the transfer piece, but he's uh, gone to Modbury. Yeah, so we'll have to talk about that when they talk to Modbury. But I think uh, a bit of a return from Thomas Love as well, if he can get on the park this year. But I think they're going to have uh, somewhat of a similar year. I don't think they're going to float with relegation. Uh, I think they'll be in that middle pack fighting for the top six as they have, you know, the previous seasons that they've been promoted from the uh, to, into the MPL. But, yeah, I think they're going to be a great attacking watch uh, to see with the players they have already there in that front line to add four big names like that in Trimboli, Constantopoulos, Shearer and Sebastian Good. That's it's a dangerous front line to think about. Yeah, just um, not much more to add, really. You guys have covered that very well, I think. Um, Maury's obviously a, a loss for them. Mid-table again, maybe just below. What's that? Not in the top seven and not in the bottom nine. Where is that? I can't tell you exactly where I think we'll finish. <laughs> I think they're a club that need, I reckon they could be in the top six with the, the, the signings they've made, but it's going to be a tough one in the, in the first year for the head coach, Adrian Delors head coach role um, uh, coming in this season and trying to take over a club at, like uh, beer grad is going to be a, um, a tough, tough ask. I think he can do it. Um, but I, I think it might be a bit of a struggle for the club. We didn't, we saw how they were last year. They struggled to gel um, despite some of the big names I had in, in that squad. Um, I think it's going to be much of the same this year. The pitch, we know it's not a great pitch come second half of the year after the winter. Um, it digs up very easily. Um, a lot of uh, patches in it, which is hard to play good football. And, uh, yeah, I think it's going to be a tough one for them this year. Um, yeah, so I think it's not going to be finals footy for beer grab, which is a shame because they're so, uh, stone's throw from my house. So, um, but I think, uh, yeah, it's going to be very interesting a year for them. And three goalkeepers that could easily play first-team football for them. So that's going to be an interesting one as well, see how they cope uh, being in that in that uh, squad as well, not getting first team game uh, getting game time every week, week in, week out. So looking forward to seeing uh, how they do this year, but I can't see finals footy, unfortunately. As much as I love them. I love beer grad and all the other clubs. I love all clubs. I hate this. I shouldn't have come on this episode. Well, again, very interesting. Uh, as you said, an, a late signing from FK Barrow to Marbury Jets on Marbury Jets now. Uh, the surprise package of last year reaching the grand final against Adelaide United, perhaps a, a disappointing final to end the year off. What are we thinking for for a team up the north? I think uh, Moby Jets are a team. They love that when 
I was commentating them every time they get a, an unlikely win or a fantastic game they had at their place. I'm sure Seb as well. And Johnny had some interesting ones down at Smith Partners yeah. Stadium. Um, they haven't been too busy. Half a game. The, <laughs> yeah. They haven't been yeah. too busy in the transfer market from what I can tell. Uh, looks like they've brought back in Jordan O'Doherty, which could be a big thing for them, and Francesco Schmitty, um, and a new keeper as well. Um, I think they've lost recently their keeper, their UK import. I forgot his name, but he went to Parry Hills, uh, from what I've heard. Ryan Neal. Ryan, Ryan Neal, yeah. Um, so you got now they got both the uh, Doherty brothers in that team now, so they'll be an interesting watch. Other than that, they've kept the team pretty similar. Uh, Dion Kirk looks like he's might have made the move across from there. I'm just going across what their um, their list look like. Um, but yeah, I think it's going to be another another interesting year. Morris Natale is a good coach as well. He got a lot out of the same players they used in the State League One to get some uh, very good success. They had good imports as well um, in Joshua Hernandez, who looks like he stayed on there as well. So he's going to have a big year if he can uh, hold down that starting role. He had a great end to the season and. Um, I think they're going to have uh, a similar year. As we said in the previous podcast, how difficult it is for promoted teams in the second and third years to stay up again after having so much success. And I think they are going to float about the middle of the table. I have them in finals at the moment, um, but I don't think they're going to be a top four team. But I think they're going to definitely compete highly in that middle of the table, especially when you've got Hamish McCabe and Liam McCabe. I think if he wants to push for that move for the A-League, Hamish McCabe, he's got to have another year like he did last year, and then see what happens from there. David, we'll go on to you. Modbridge's, right? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, look, I'm a wee bit old-fashioned. I don't always like final series because I don't think you get the best teams that year being remembered. Um, and uh, we all remember Modbridge's from last year because they did have that great run towards the end, and I'm not knocking that, but. Um, they, for me, weren't the best team in the comp last year, and the league table showed that. Um, and I'm not sure that um, they'll carry that uh, form through, the finals form through, into the start of this season. Um, I had a little bit of uh, technical issues there, so I missed a little bit of what you said, Alessio. But for me, I'm thinking Modbury Jets probably finish in the top half of the table. Um, won't, set the, won't set the world alight. But um, you don't have to win its final series until that last few weeks of the season sometimes, do you? So um, top half of the table for me. Okay, mine uh, short and sweet. I think you boys are covered. But I don't, as, the, the thing for me is the second year in. I think it's always harder the second year. I mean, you, you, once you've played that first year, they had an absolute cracker year last year. Uh, the second year is always the hardest to, to emulate, to try and stay up. So for me, I think they're going to be mid-table. I don't think they're going to play in finals footy this year. I think they're going to be... I think they'll struggle to do that, but I, I also don't think they're going to be in that relegation battle. So they'll be there or thereabouts, um, but I don't think we can expect a year like last year. Even with the McCabe boys, as good as they are, um, there's only so much they can do in a game. Um, so I just think this year, just it just won't be as, as good. But I think they'll, they'll have enough to stay up. Yeah, I think they're going to stay up as well this year. But I don't think they'll have a credit of a season as they did last year. I think anyone, we last year we thought they were going to finish maybe bottom three, bottom four, um, and ended up being the grand final. So, but they finished fifth, which is something we, um, I think, some people forget very easily after making the grand final. Um, you forget where they're placed on the ladder. But um, I think based on their position last year, forget about finals. 
they're going to, I think they will struggle again this year um, and probably finish just out of the finals based on uh, what I've seen and the changes they've made. Um, but Morris and Tarly will always get some good, uh, good results out of them as well, though. So I think they'll have some exciting games, but consistency-wise, I don't think they're going to have the uh, the best season um, this year. Third to last team, Metro Stars, arguably the team of the year across all competitions. Do we see them having a similar sort of dominating season? I'll probably be controversial here. Um, I don't think I, I, they'll be in the top half of the table. They'll be in the, they'll, they'll really push. I mean, Annie Greystone has uh, the pedigree there to, to really make them count again like they did last year. Um, they've lost a couple of players. I think losing Tembulkovsky in 30. 31 goals a year is going to be a massive problem. Um, I, they've got Red Nagamatsu, great striker, but is he going to score you? I think he put in Tomopovsky scoring in 28 goals in the season or something, 27 goals in the league. I don't 25 see in the, yeah. 25 in the league. I don't see Ren getting that many in the league. So when you take out 25 goals from last year, you're sort of going, okay, that's, well, they lose 25 goals. They scored, they scored 65. So there's 45 goals. If you take out Tim Wilkowski's, um, and that puts them reasonable enough, but they've also lost one of their key wingers in Austin Ayubi. So you, you put you take out one of your main creators, you take out your twenty-five goals, then and you're not replacing them. You, you you're going to struggle. Um, but I mean, when I say struggle, they just won't be as good as last year. I still have them near the top, um, but I just think that's a big. Uh, it's it's a hard hard act to follow. Um, 25 goals from one player. Um, they've brought in some interstate players, uh, which was expected. Uh, there was obviously the talk last week about the the imports, and that's all been sorted. Um, so what I've heard is that they were expecting one of their imports to get residency. Uh, it didn't come through in time, so they then had to release two of their imports. So they released the English fella, and uh, they, they then released the, the goalkeeper, Gardner, uh, the Canadian. So they released those two, and they pulled in that goalkeeper from Brisbane. So... Um, so, yeah, so I think, like I said, another good year for Metro. Uh, I, I think the way Danny coaches and the way he'll get the best out of the players, no issues there. Uh, I just don't think it will be as impressive as last year. But again, Tim Wilkowski made, I think, made that a lot more impressive with 25 goals because he just seemed to score every week. So, uh, but they'll be, they'll still be up there. Yeah, I, I would agree with you um, for the most part there, Mark. I, you know, I don't like the idea of a team relying on on, a, on an individual, um, but certainly Timokovsky's absence uh, will be a very telling factor, I think, in the eight or so months of football that we've got coming up. How do you replace that? How do you um, how do you find the the the, the person who will come in and, and be that new? Um, star if you like of that front line that attack and uh, i like ren nagamatsu lovely guy but you're right he just last year didn't have what temokoski had uh i hope he i hope he can do it um but that is a that'll be a that's a significant loss for them uh i agree with you as well i think graystone is the kind of coach that just brings out the best in his players you know if you watch him um on the sidelines you know you can see that he's uh, a real um master at that art um so uh, look i think they're going to be up there absolutely definitely in the in finals uh they finished what top of the table last year right they were they were ahead yep. of campbelltown city um will they achieve that this year i'm not sure they will be top um um but they'll certainly be they, they won't be in the bottom uh they won't be in the bottom 10 
<laughs> bottom ten. I don't have them in the bottom nine. That's for sure. Um, but I think I'm not going. I won't spend too much time on it because uh, I think it's very obvious. They got different team from last year. Could be a struggle to try and replace what Timakovsky brought last year into the squad. Um, but I think what we witnessed from them was something special and something uh, I don't know if we can see from them this year, especially. Yeah, we'll see. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how we go this year. But I don't think we will see the same Metro Stars as last year. But Danny Grayson's a great coach, so I think we'll see something in in a different format. But saying, yeah, saying saying special from the side, but not nothing near as good as last year. Yeah, I'll keep it short as well. I think very similar. Um, Metro Stars always team there in the final series every of the last few years. I don't think they've struggled to do that. I think I think it'll be very interesting to see what these new players can do and really test. Danny Greystone's coaching methods to see what he can do with players that might not be as um, experienced or as uh, well-known as the other ones we have in this league. And he's still got a lot of his core players. Hamish Gow is one maybe people expected to see in the A-League, but he's stayed around. They've had such a strong defence, young players, good fullbacks, Jackson Walls and uh, Scott Nagel, probably the best fullback duo, I would say, in the league. And I think they'll do similar, similarly, make the finals, but I think they'll struggle too much. That's a good point. You know, uh, you we're focusing so much on Tim Lukoski, we we can't forget that they still have the likes of Hamish Gow in that team. And and that's a good point you make there, Alessio. You know, all is not lost. It's all not doom and gloom. I just wanted to add that in. That's it. They've still played the great football. They've still got the players to play the football. It's just that that finisher. But they've got, you look at the back line, you've got, as you said, Alessio, I mean, Scotty Nagel's been one of the best left backs in the league for the last how many years? He's number one at City, number one at Croydon, at Comets. So... But they've still got players there. It's uh, it's not all doom and gloom, that's for sure. <laughs> oh, absolutely, absolutely not. I probably made it sound even doom and gloom as well. But I think they're going to play good football as well. And I'm looking forward to seeing a 40 year old playing once again in the league. So with uh, Baby Barbieri turning 40 mid season, so hopefully he can do some more bicycle kicks like he did against Mel- uh, Melbourne City. Power Hills Knights promoted from State League One. A bit of an enigma. Don't know too much about them coming into this MPL season. What? Should we expect, do you think? Look, uh, former club, so I'd like to like them to do well. Um, but they've lost their goal scorer. Again, it comes back to those that score goals. Um, they've lost Riley Stam. That's a big loss. Big, big loss for Parry Hills, I think. So for me, it's it'll be they'll work hard. The, the club always do. They they work hard, they they'll throw everything at it. Whether they've got enough to stay up, I am not sure. Um, but I, I think they will struggle this year. Yeah, I would agree with you there, uh, Mark. Um, again, uh, didn't see a lot of them last year as we were sort of more focused on um, NPL, but uh, did do a couple of games, did see them a couple of times, and um, it will be a battle for them without really Stam. Um, it's a little bit like the Temelkovsky uh, situation at Metro Stars. You know, how do they replace that guy who's um, been such a, a leading light for them? Not all doom and gloom, though. They're in the top tier, and they've got to be happy with that. It's just a question of just trying to stay up there. Um, probably won't make finals for me, but, um, but uh, yeah, we'll see how they go. I think they're going to be a yeah, very interesting package this year. Um, they got, obviously, they've kept on to Theo Tsunis, which is a big in for them. I know a lot of people expect him probably maybe to move mm-hmm. on or uh, pass on some responsibilities this year, but they've made a couple of big signings as well. Abu Hussain has just recently come over. He was uh, announced for West Adelaide, but it looks like he's made the transfer. Uh, Vian Kurikwamana, who was one of Croydon's saviors last year, obviously 
winning them some very vital points in a in a period where they were struggling. Uh, Harrison Conant from Mobbury Jets. It's another winger for them. Um, I think they've got a new... That was who we talked about, that new keeper as well, Ryan Neald, who's come across. Um, so they've got they've got some talent in that team, and I think that they were, they're going to be a bit of a package. I have them around the middle of the table, but I reckon they're going to be fighting for finals, especially with playing at a pitch like Parra Hills. Seb knows a lot about it. Um, it's a difficult place to go. They've obviously changed some of the dimensions of the pitch as well. So it's always going to be a, a difficult place to go, and I reckon that... I reckon they're going to do something interesting this season. Yeah, I've been past a few times, and you can definitely tell how often they the pitch is is different, how close it is to the the main stand, and however else they like. Mm. So it, it's an interesting way that they have their their whole place set up. But yeah, definitely very interesting to to see where they come. Final team to preview: South Adelaide, down more your way, Mark, finishing near the bottom last season, but having a great goal scoring record. What are we thinking? Yeah, look, they're going to score goals. They got JJ. Uh, up up top, uh, Alex Rydat will provide the, the crosses. So you know there's goals in them. Uh, and they've got great goalkeeper in Lewis Moss. They have strengthened. They've signed uh, Aki from from Sturt. They've signed uh, is it Yates, the back, the, the back Alessio, uh, from yep. Sturt. Uh, so that they've, and uh, Conway, it seems they've raided, raided Sturt, unfortunately. But, um, and they've, they've brought Conway across as well. So they have signed uh, and strengthened, but again, it comes down it comes down to are their team better than them in the league? Um, the problem is every team strengthening, so it's going to be a tough year for them. Like I said they will have goals, but whether or not the back line is is strong enough to to keep out the likes of some of those Morries and and Alex Mullins and and Kirkle Manners and and things like that, time will tell. Because um, that, that I mean they've also signed Mitch Sumner from. Uh, Seaford as well, so he's stepping up from SL2 up to NPL, so it's a big jump. But um, I said, I, I said yes, they've strengthened. Um, I'm liking what I've I've seen and what I've spoken to some of the players about. Um, but like I said, whether or not it's enough, I, I don't know at this stage. Um, but I think I think they're going to struggle again this year, unfortunately. Yep, uh, I would agree, Mark. Um, certainly, bottom half of the table for me, maybe even bottom quarter. Um, that puts them down in the, the nine, put them down in the last three spots. Not the bottom nine. <laughs> we're, we're, we're nearly there, David. Nearly there. Won't, won't be in the top nine. No, they have had a lot of signings. I've noticed that um, they still have uh, obviously uh, rideouts there, and and that's a and that's a plus for them. Um, whether it's enough for them to be end end the season further up the table or not, I doubt. So um, I I think they'll probably. Be a cat. Well, we're not giving away the positions. This is really hard to do. So nearly um, there, David. Nearly there. Yeah. <laughs> um. Well, I'll, I'll stop there. When we get round to saying what positions we think we'll fi- we'll finish up, you'll hear a bit more from me. How's that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think they've made similarly to what you guys said. I reckon they're almost like the all stars of the South. You would say um, they've got all the best mm. players from the Southern clubs that want to be playing top level football in the state. Um, and I think they are, they're going to struggle a bit this year. Of course, they have that unbelievable attack now with both the rideouts. I think they unveiled uh, Clement Wakochi as well. I'm not sure yep. if he's been playing recently, though. But you have the two rideouts. You have Tyrese Conway, even young Nick Samaras. They think they unveiled, but he's been out with an injury at the moment. Um, but having a front line of those four or five type of players is really going to give them uh, a big a big shout and a big challenge to 
stay up this year. And I think if it is going to happen, it's going to be some heavy metal football, I'd say, where maybe the attack's scoring more than they concede. Um, and maybe they're going to see some big score lines down south, um, especially as their attack is that heavily uh, um, heavily weighted. And they've obviously lost a couple of centre-backs, like we said. Uh, they lost, uh, I think, the full-back, is it Dan Evans? I think he might have moved to Louisville. Yeah, uh, Dan Evans, as far as I know, still at South. Uh, I don't know about. I'm assuming Conroy's still there. Um, they've lost. Uh, Declan Gray's moved on. That's I think the one I meant. Yeah, yeah Declan Gray. He was the one who moved on to Blue Eagles. Yeah, and we um, talked about Divian Verdon, who moved yeah, to um, Seaford. Yeah, but other than that, Lewis Moss. He's a is a very um, erratic and entertaining goalkeeper. So we'll see what he can do. Uh, commanding his defence. But yeah, other than that, Akira Kabeishi is solid signing into the midfield as well. Might add some spark and some creativity in there. Yeah, I think you boys are now hit the nail on the head there. I think they're going to struggle this year, but they do have some great players in the squad, um, especially in the back with Lewis Moss. Great uh, pair of hands he's got, but um, and great dancing moves as well, I might add. Um, but we'll, we'll see how they go. I think they will struggle. And uh, yeah, I think, unfortunately... Uh, down the bottom of the table is maybe where they're going to sit, but we'll see what happens once it comes. But as we did, as you did mention, they've uh, been able to sign some of the best players from the South and that's what they've got going for them. So hopefully uh, it helps them um, this year. And breathe. Every single team from the NPL has been gone through. Before we go to final table predictions, very quickly, quick fire, one word answer. Who do we think is the top goal scorer? I've got three. Uh, Josh Murray, Anthony Costa and Riley Stan. Alessio. Anthony Costa for me. Johnny. Costa. Anthony Costa for me as well. David. Riley Stam. Big fan. I'm a big fan. I've got Stam or Josh Murray. So, <laughs> are, we, are we picking one or are we picking three? Or uh, five? Listen, it's, listen, it doesn't matter. Anyway. Because I think it's going, to be, it's going to be one of those three, I think. <laughs> yeah, I think if Stam gets enough goals early on, though, you might be not playing NPL for too much longer. So. Yeah, that's mm. true. You know, a lot depends on supply as well. Who's in the midfield? Who's playing in that position behind the strikers, you know, and, and who's supplying and is the supply working and all of that sort of stuff, you know. So um, these guys will all be the top scorers if the ball supply is good, won't they? If the ball supply is rubbish, none of them might be there. Who knows? All right. Full table prediction, starting from 12th, going down to first. Or going up to first. Oh, yeah, going, sorry, yeah, going up to first. Uh <laughs> I will get this underway. 12th, probably my own personal big call, Adelaide Olympic. Oh. Johnny. I got Perry. It was nice. Alessio. South Adelaide. Mark. Perry. David. Uh, I've got Adelaide Olympic. Okay. Very interesting. 11th, I've got Perry Hills. South Adelaide. South Adelaide. Adelaide Olympic. Out of 10th. I've got South Adelaide. I've got Olympic. I've got Olympic. <laughs> Who's next? Oh, uh, South Adelaide. I've got 10th. Is that is that what we're doing now? Yeah, yeah. yeah 10th. South I Adelaide. Have, I have Parrot Hills in 10th. 9th. Uh, FK Bear grad. 9th. I've got the Jets. Croydon. Ooh. I have Croydon as well. Yeah. 
I've only done a talk. I've only done a talk three and a bottom three, so I'm I'm going to be a little bit quiet. For between That's between nine. What, what happens to not in the top nine, but in the top yeah. bottom? The bottom. <laughs> he lied. He I'm lied. I'm going to be a little bit quiet, but in the count between ninth right. and fourth. That's fine. That's all right. Uh, Just do it off the cuff. You got six teams there to choose from. Um, I'll probably end up doing them twice. Uh, okay, so we're we're looking at ninth now, are we? Um, uh, Beograd. Sorry, Croydon. Eighth. Uh, eighth, I've got Comets. Mobbury. Adelaide United youth team. Eighth, I've got Croydon. Are we still doing eighth? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Moving stuff. Uh, seventh, just out of finals, I've got Adelaide Comets. I've got Adelaide United. I've got FK Beograd. FK Beograd. I've got Comets in seventh. Sixth place, Modbury Jets. Sixth place just uh, just changed for me. It was was Adelaide United, but they went down and it's FK Belgrade for me. Oh, I've gone with uh, Raiders in sixth. I've got I've got uh, Jets in sixth. Comments before, before we go to fifth, who's got Croydon left? Nobody. <laughs> <laughs> uh, fifth place, Adelaide United. Wait, wait. Fifth place, Adelaide City. Fifth place, Adelaide City. Fifth place, Mowbray Jets. I'm going for Adelaide United in fifth. Fourth place, Adelaide Croatia Raiders. Fourth place, Croatia Raiders for me too. I've got Comets in fourth. Croatia Raiders fourth as well for me. <clears throat> and Croatia Raiders fourth for me too. Third place. Uh, yep. we do, we do that. Seb, let's, who's got, what's the three teams we've got left? So just say that quickly because that'll be interesting. Uh, I've got City, Metro and Campbelltown left. I've got Campbelltown, Croydon, and uh, Metro Stars as well left. I have City, Metro, Met- Campbelltown. Yeah, I've got Metro, AU, and Campbelltown left. I've got Metro, Campbelltown, and Adelaide City. Same as you, Seb, I think. So, third place, Adelaide City. Third place for me, Metro Stars. Third place for me, Adelaide United. Third place for me, Metro Stars. Third place for me, Adelaide City. Second place for me, Metro Stars. Second place for me, Croydon FC. <laughs> Big call, Johnny. I've, Big gone goal. Me- I've gone with Metro in second. I've got City in second. Metro Stars for me in second spot. So first place, Campbelltown. 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 Campbelltown, Campbelltown for me. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Very interesting. So, okay. Okay. So general consensus, we think Campbelltown will take it out and we think... What was it? One of South Adelaide, Para Hills, and Olympic will go down. I think. Yep. Yep. I reckon. Yeah. Very interesting. Very very interesting. A few a few varied with with Croydon, Johnny. Yeah. Um, oh, not, I think I'm not sure about that one, but I think Croydon moved up to second place from third in the last five minutes. So, um, <laughs> yeah, and Beograd snuck into the six in the last couple of minutes. I think that's what the season's going to be like as well. All the last minute moves. So. Yeah, yeah. Hey, it's going to be it's going to be an outlier in some ways. End of the table, I think it's going to be quite tight. I think yeah, you get from from sort of fourth through fourth or fifth through to eighth and ninth. I think you can you're going to be able to throw a blanket over them. I think it's going to be quite tight in there. Yeah, and that's the and great even, thing about this competition, isn't it, Mark? It is. Even the bottom two, I think. Even then, I don't think it's going to be as, as big a gap as it was this year. Uh, last season, I think it's going to be even tighter. Like you look at it, and like all the teams are strengthened. So. And we've all got three teams. Of, there's the teams that we've all three picked. But it could be, like I said, it, and quite easily stay up. It's not like they're 
miles behind the other teams. So it could be uh, it could be oh. very tight and very close. It could come down to the final day where two the two bottom sides get the wins and it could push um, ninth, eighth and ninth bound. So. Mm. Any What's final thoughts, boys, before we before we leave? I thought, look, I think it's been fun. Thanks for for doing this, Seb, for organising this. I think it's been fun. I hope that uh, there's there's no clubs out there who've taken any kind of offence. This is just our reflections and our and our thoughts. And I think a lot of it is obviously guided by what we saw last year because pre-season friendlies are really hard to to take anything from in terms of form for the next eight months when they start playing real serious competitive football. You know, um, it's just a little bit of fun. We're just um, trying to. I guess, as much bounce off each other as we are any, anybody else. So uh, good luck to all of the clubs that are playing. The brand of football that you that, that, that you show us at the weekend is, is something that I think we all thoroughly enjoy and we're really looking forward to getting back into it again. So um, I hope no one's taken offence as a short message. Yeah, right there uh, with you, David. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you too. I'll only find out if someone took offence to what I've said if I don't get called back to do any presentation nights come the end of the season. So I have to wait six months. So... We'll find out then, but no, I think it's, I think it's great. Looking forward to the season, and I want to say a uh, big shout out to all the, the volunteers as well because um, the more and more I go to games, especially in the off season, and seeing what they're doing, um, and we get there to go and watch the games and enjoy them. Um, but they're all behind the bar cooking. They've been there from earlier on in the day, nine o'clock in the morning, doing full time jobs. I think we uh, owe it to the volunteers for what uh, all the hard work they do and uh, to put on this league as well. Looking forward to uh, another big year, boys, and uh, more food, more chivaps, and more euroses coming our way. Absolutely. Yeah. Can't wait for more segments of Eating It Local live on broadcast this year, Johnny. Uh, thank you mate. all for joining me. This was a long one, but it's now out of the way. The season's nearly upon us. Next week, we'll do our cup predictions, cup predictions, and the week after that, round one preview. Cannot wait. Cannot wait for the season to start. Looking forward to getting back commentating all the games we possibly can and just getting out to watch some football. Thanks for having us, mate. And thanks for having me on the episode as well, mate. Um, but next time, can we wait a little bit after Neighbours is on just so I can relax and switch off for a bit? Right, okay. It's na- Neighbours first with you. I see how it is. Absolutely. It's my switch <laughs> off. <laughs> Thank you, everybody, for listening and join us next week for our Cup Previews. Cheers. Thanks, thanks for having us. Guys.